Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. Welcome to episode 24 of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. This one's called Who is Bertie Bear? And you'll find out the answer shortly. Well, I don't know about you, but I've had quite a busy week, really intense. And of course, it's been quite a social time, hasn't it? With Halloween and bonfire night. We have a little family party for Halloween and I always dress up and answer the door in costume. And this year, here's something for you. I was answering the door with my seven-year-old grandson, the youngest, and we were dressed up. And obviously everyone coming to the door was dressed up and there were some really good scary costumes. But one girl, I think she's, she was probably about 11 or 12 years old. We found out from Google because we had no idea who she was. But she was dressed as Barry Scott, who is the silly bang man, apparently. And she said, my name's Barry Scott. I mean you no harm. But we don't get it, even now. The only thing we can come up with is, was she American? Because apparently in America you don't have to dress up in scary costumes, you can just dress up. My son-in-law also thought, is it to do with, if we'd said trick rather than treat, would she have said their strap line, which is, banger, it's gone. I don't know. It's puzzled us all week. Because it's like, now, what, the 9th of November? And we're still trying to puzzle it out. Help! My guest this week is a lovely lady called Caroline James. Now, she's an author. And what drew me to her was that I found out that although writing had been her lifelong ambition... She didn't actually do anything about it until she was in her mid-fifties. See, what do we always say? You're not too old and it's not too late. So we had a lovely chat earlier this week and there is a surprise in there as well. Caroline's launching a competition and you could win. Well, you'll have to listen and find out what you could win. You can hear my conversation with Caroline in a moment. But first, here's this week's life hack, and after the interview is this week's quiz, and of course the answer to last week's question. Enjoy. Here's this week's handy hint. Now, you'll find advice like this in my best life journal, which I know you're fed up of hearing about already. But do this. Try something new every day. Something small, like walk a different way to work. Start a conversation, maybe in the works canteen with someone who you wouldn't normally talk to. Try a different food. 
refuse one glass of wine, resist one snack. Small steps make a big change because ultimately it's our habits that define our success. Caroline, it's absolutely lovely to have you here on the podcast, the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast, because I heard you speak recently and what made me think I want to talk to Caroline on the podcast is something that you said and that was that you'd always wanted to be a published author and even though you've had a very varied and successful career in other fields, you hadn't done anything about writing. And in your mid-50s, I think it was, you said, I suddenly decided that I was going to stop talking about writing and do it, start writing. And you did. And now you're a successful author with how many books under your belt? Marcia, thank yeah. you. It's lovely to be with you. Uh, absolutely great to be on this fabulous podcast for people who are of our age group um i always wanted to write it was a big thing for me i always had a dream my dad always said to me if you don't have a dream how do you expect a dream to come true so from a little girl i had this dream to write but i never really thought that i could fulfill it i went to an all-girls grammar school in congleton in cheshire and I absolutely hated it. I didn't do very well at school. I was quite bullied and I couldn't wait to leave. So my career took a completely different direction. And um, it was only when I was in my mid-50s that I actually thought, if you don't do something about this, this writing dream that you've got, you're going to go to your grave wondering. And, you know, what's the point mm -hmm. of that? Exactly. So I literally glued my bum to the seat of the chair um, and started writing. And I had a very, very busy life at the time. It wasn't that I'd got hours to spend, days to spend, or months to spend, and just mm -hmm. get on with it. I had to fit it in around everything else that was going on in my life at that time. Right. And did you have success straight away? No. Did, <laughs> no, you did Well, that, well I did, yes, indirectly, it took quite a while to come. I mean, initially, you know, it took me a year to write the book, and it was a story that had been going around in my head for a long time. Yeah. And I thought that it would be easy to go out and find a publisher and an agent yeah um I'd, I'd i'd actually managed to do this manuscript within 12 months snatching time here and there between working looking after my family my mother's got alzheimer's all sorts of the usual problems that we all have and all experience mm. uh, but it's that old adage if you want something doing ask a busy person mm -hmm. isn't it yeah so when I got the manuscript written, I thought, hey, fantastic, that's great. It's going to be on a bookshelf next week. And of course, it just yeah. doesn't happen yeah. like that, does it? Yeah. So um, I started sending it off to agents and publishers, and I just got rejection after rejection. Mm. I, I lost count of the number of rejections. So do you, I don't know how you qualify success. To me, that wasn't very successful mm. at that particular time. And I had to make a big decision. Well, is this going to stay in a drawer for the rest of my life? Or mm -hmm. what do I do from now? Yeah. Um, yeah. And at that time, seven years ago, self-publishing was really finding its feet. And a lot of people had been, you know, I could see that people were doing something and, and attaining success with it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I sort yeah. of learned <laughs> quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, self-publishing, it used to have a bit of a stigma, didn't it? Sort of, oh, yeah, it did. have you done that? You said, oh, it's vanity publishing. But it's, it's a huge industry now. And, and 
it's the way to go, isn't it? It's, it's a massive industry and a yeah. massive amount of books. Um, you know, cream rises to the top and so many books. Yeah. I can't remember the actual statistics on Amazon last year, but it was a huge percentage mm -hmm. of best-selling successful books on one of the biggest retail book retailers um, are from self-published authors. Yeah. And of yeah. course, self-published authors get picked up by the big five if they mm -hmm. do extremely well, like E.L. James with Fifty Shades, people mm. like that. Um, so yeah, I did. I had to learn about self-publishing and it's not easy. I wasn't particularly computer literate uh, seven years ago um, mm -hmm. with the sort of things that I had to learn how to format a book. I was blind to it really. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very naive, I'm sure, but I did learn and I... I, I uploaded it to various ebook platforms on an Easter Friday weekend, a bank holiday weekend. And then, you know, my baby was out to the world, so nice. to speak. Right, yeah. It's a great moment. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nerve-wracking, isn't it? It's, yeah, um, yeah. yeah you're bearing your soul, aren't you? This is something I've wanted to do all my Absolutely. life. And you, you're yeah. sort of, in those days, I used to read every review feeling sick all the time now you take them for yeah. whatever they are i mean i think another thing that you said that struck me was that you write about what you know because you know a lot of people say i don't i'm, I'm not qualified in anything what do i know well i'm sorry if you're over 50 you've got 50 years experience Absolutely. in that yeah for sure. something and you said you you wrote about what you know you are an expert in that. You're an expert in what your experience has been, aren't you? I think we're all experts, whether we realise it or not. Exactly, you know, we're experts yeah. in bringing children up. We're experts mm. in all the various jobs we have. Yeah. We're experts yeah. in being homemakers. Uh, we're experts in relationships. We've all got that experience. Mm. And I don't think we realise that we've got it. Mm. My background, I actually, instead of going into sort of a literary world that I longed for when I left school, I went into the hospitality industry and that I found absolutely fascinating because hotel or a restaurant or anything, anything in the hospitality environment, it's a revolving door. You know, you've got different people coming mm. through all the time and all the time I was watching and listening and learning and thinking that would make a good story or yeah. um, I could use that. So when I eventually decided to sit down and write, I thought, well, what do I know? What can I write about? And I thought, write about what you know. Where have yeah. you been? What have you done? Yeah. And for me, that seemed to work. It's your knowledge. And of course, it's right because it's your experience. And this is what I keep having conversations with people about. They just say, but I don't know anything. But you do. You yeah, know you that. do. Come on one of my workshops. We'll exactly. soon have you writing the book. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get a link for that. <laughs> I wanted to ask, how long did it take you to make writing your career? Three years ago, I sort of took the plunge. And, you know, I was running a business at the time. Um, I had a busy life. And I just thought, if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. And I kind of walked out of my life, really. I sold my house. I went traveling. And I wrote a book while I was away. Uh, came back and found a new publisher. I'd, I'd reached the point where I wasn't happy with what, with what I was doing. And I thought, well, now is the time to do something about it. Yeah. Um, and so I did. And yeah, I jumped in with two feet. You know, at our time of life, you think, can you make that change? Can you give up the security of a, an income um, that's regular every month? Uh, it was a big decision to make, but I, I wasn't happy, Marsha. I just wasn't feeling that what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis was right for me and I thought well again if you don't do it you'll never know yeah. so 
three years ago I did and I'm really glad that I made that decision because yeah. writing is now what I do on a full-time basis yeah yeah I think there's two things there is by this age we've learned that being happy is actually more important than anything else isn't it yes it is yeah and also that things don't change overnight Mm -hmm. to be prepared to take the small steps but change is absolutely possible and and i think one big argument is uh, for a lot of people so i can't afford to do it you know financially i can't afford to do it i mean my age group comes under the um girls the back to 60 girls you know and every i know you're all out there who, who won't be getting your pensions till you're 60 exactly, yeah. i'm yeah. one of them yeah. um, and that's that's been a, had a big effect on a lot of people mm. I, I just truly believe you will find the way with all you will mm-hmm. find the way you know i had to yeah. cut back cut my cloth everything yeah uh, take a part-time job do anything Mm-hmm. But if you truly believe that you can do it, you will find the way to do it. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. You've got to make your dream come true. If you want it badly enough, yeah. you'll make it happen, won't you? Uh, absolutely. Um, You've only got one shot at it. Yeah. So, so you definitely feel more fulfilled now because you had a very exciting career, didn't you, in the hospitality industry? I've, I've had great highs in my life. So I've had great lows in my life. Um, am i more fulfilled now i'm as fulfilled as i've ever been um i've i've been fulfilled in jobs before you know i was 24 years old when i owned a pub that was my first business that i owned i was 31 when i owned a country house hotel um so it's sort of you're never too young to do something but neither are you you too old you know Mm -hmm. here i am in my early 60s and i'm writing full time um am i more fulfilled it's comparable to everything else but if i wasn't doing it i know i wouldn't be fulfilled because when i write now the feeling i get is the feeling that i think this is what you were born to be doing this is what you meant to be doing yeah yeah in the time that you were making all these big decisions did you get any resistance from friends and family my family are very supportive Uh, i've always been very supportive friends i think two have been supportive sometimes i thought people don't quite get it they quite quite, don't quite understand what i'm doing but nobody's actually going to say to your face i think you're crazy Mm. even though i may get a gut feeling that that's how they felt yeah Yeah. actually going to say it to you are they yeah Yeah. Um, so on the whole i'm very lucky because the support Mm -hmm. was there certainly for me a lot of the indecision has been around well, I don't, I don't want to let my daughters down. I don't want to, mm-hmm. to upset the apple cart. You, yeah. you all, you're always doing things to please other people. And the, yes. you realise there comes a time when you think, yes. I'm going to do what I want now. Well, I think even more so at our age. Yeah, we've, we've been people pleasers all our lives, mm. haven't we? Whether yeah. it's family, yeah. work, job commitments everything you know we i don't necessarily think it's just a female thing but we it it is our time now it really is our time um i I remember three years ago looking around at people of my age group and i thought not everybody's happy at the minute i can Mm -hmm. feel it i can see it um i did some research before i went away and wrote a book called the best boomerville hotel and the research was surprised me three years ago I, I discovered that one in three people in the UK live on their own over the age of 50. And that mm. actually quite shocked me. Mm. It may have changed now, but 
in, as I was growing up and in my parents' generation, you'd never have had that statistic. No, no. It just didn't happen. And why is it happening? Is it through um, breakdowns of relationships? Is it through death? Is it through choice? Whatever yeah. it is, it's a fact. And so that we have this large majority of people who live on their own well what are they actually doing and when i started talking to people to do the research for the book i realized that a lot of people are just treading along you know that they're not altogether happy with what they were doing mm. um, and that's why i wanted to write a book that would motivate them and say come on let's run down that road to old age not stagger along on our zimmer frames let's yeah, yeah. It. i love that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes i've got that book Boom. Tell me the full title. It's Boomerville, isn't it? Boom. The um, book is called, funny, I just happen to have one to hand. Oh, there we are. <laughs> the Best Boomerville Hotel. Right. And, and tell yeah. us a bit about that, because I know you said uh, when I met you that it's about people like us, isn't yeah. it? But as you say, they're not on the Zimmer frames. They're having a blinking good time. So well, is, it the book bit, is, is it a bit is, of comedy or is it, is it, is it, yeah, it is, it is, it, I think it comes under romantic comedy, but yeah, I, yeah. It, I liked a book that will make you cry as well. And I cover mm -hmm. sort of all sorts of issues. So yeah. the book is set in Cumbria, which is a county I know very well. I lived there for nearly 10 years. It's where my pub was. It's where my country house hotel was. And I decided because I knew the country house hotel, again, going back to what, you know, it was a place I was familiar with. I knew every brick, every, pathway in the garden i'd use that as a base to write this story so yeah. boomerville is a hotel where anybody over the age of 50 can go and stay they can book a week they can book a couple of weeks or a month and they can go on different courses all fictional stuff of course mm -hmm. but you know they might do creative writing pottery the normal sort of courses yeah. but they can also do some wacky things there's a shaman a resident shaman who has right. a big teepee in the meadow at the end of the garden so they can drift off down there every morning and yeah. get stoned with the shame and uh, <laughs> queenie has a gypsy caravan in the meadow they yeah. can go and do clairvoyance with her and drag up the dead granny and rover the dog and all that sort of thing <laughs> so it's a bit of fun but it it, it brings together a sort of an eclectic mix of characters mm -hmm. some are in their 80s some are in the 50s but they come to stay at um boomerville and it's a period in time what happens to those people right. um cumbria also was terribly hit with some awful floods a couple of years ago uh, so i include the floods and there's a bit of drama and yeah, all that sort of yeah, thing but it's yeah. it's done well it I'm, I'm proud of the book it's um yeah. been described one reviewer described it as britain's answer to the marigold hotel so i thought ah, well, that, there you that's go. a nice, <laughs> nice thing to say about it yeah yeah um, yeah so, so it's a feel yeah, good a feel good book it is a definitely yeah. a feel good yeah. book and men read it too. Don't just think it's the ladies. It's not just the girls. Yeah. I get mm -hmm. men writing to me saying, I'd never in a million years have picked this book up, but uh, I was on the wife's bedside table or I saw it in the library and I absolutely yeah, loved it. it. And so, you know, it's not just for the girls, it's for yeah. the boys as well. Yeah. You mentioned that you do creative writing workshops as well. Uh, yeah, I do uh, workshops just to help motivate. I, I like to empower people, yeah. um, Marsha. Um, seven years ago, nobody helped me. That's, that's not a critical thing or a complaint. But I didn't know where to go. I had absolutely no idea how to um, approach other authors or embrace other authors. And yeah. writing is a very lonely business. You know, you sit on that chair hour after hour after hour. Um, and... I just thought, what can I do to help other people? So I do sort of mentor one or two authors. People will come to me and I take them through their publishing journey. Um, and in a workshop, again, it's just a mentoring thing. 
um, particularly with older people. Um, I do lots of talks in libraries as well, anything to do with creative writing groups, uh, which is a big mixed age range, but a lot of people are of an older age group and they feel quite motivated by the talks. Yeah, because I think that's really important. It's something I only discovered as I moved along my online marketing journey. I was getting nowhere. At one point, I did realise that I'm not doing what everyone says. I'm not networking with people. I'm not telling other people how I feel, telling other people what my problems are. I'm, I'm just keeping it all inside my head and thinking, no, no, I can do this. Okay. And it was only when I started talking to other people who were doing yes. what I'm doing, yeah. that I started making progress. I think yeah. that's another hurdle, isn't it? That it is. I'm a writer. I'll sit at home and write. And but you don't get anywhere but if you start sort of sharing ideas and knowledge i think it's it's all about coming out of your comfort zone isn't yeah, it exactly um, yeah, it yeah. really is and i think as we get older and we lose our confidence it's harder and harder to do mm. people think i'm very confident i'm not i absolutely i'm nearly sick when i walk on the stage or mm. whether there's two people or 200 people out there um, it is completely a question of coming out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, well, nobody will know who Ex I am. Nobody it. will know what I'm talking about. And when yeah. I do it, there may be a queue of people or people will email me or contact me. And if I can help them, I will. But it helps me too, you know. Um, it's that old thing, you know, about giving. It's, it feels good to give as much as it does to receive. So you have to accept that as well. Tell us about you what do you do when you're not writing okay what do i do when i'm not writing i um i like trekking i like climbing mountains mm. i haven't done a mountain for a little while because i broke my foot when i was in the caribbean just over a year ago and that's taken quite a long time to heal to heal so it's more hills than mountains at the minute but um i've trekked all over the place i've trekked in china i've trekked in south america Mm -hmm. uh, at home I've done the three peaks Ben Nevis I found thrilling the weather wasn't particularly good so that was quite um, exciting but I do I do like to get out there and it's another thing we can all do it doesn't matter how old you are particularly in older age it's good for your bones doesn't cost anything all you've got to do is yeah. put one foot in front of the other and go out whether you're walking yeah. with your dog on the canal whatever it's a feel-good thing mm -hmm. people talk to you you talk to people yeah. it's all yeah. about you know the the mind and and the mental side of things so yeah walking i'm walking at the moment i love love walking the dogs yeah. um but i'd still go out and walk whether i'd not you know the dogs were there or not mm -hmm. uh, so that's a big thing for me yeah. um cooking i i really do like to cook i find cooking very therapeutic i will yesterday i was writing and the house was quiet and i just met, went and made some scones i know we all do that i shouldn't probably be making scones because as always I'm on a diet but it, I, I find cooking very therapeutic and my life has been in the hospitality industry I've worked with some of the best chefs in the industry um, and I've, I've seen and been around food all my life so I, I love food I think it's a wonderful thing I think it brings people together and there's nothing I like more than to have people at the table um, mm. and you know we're talking and chatting around a lovely table of food I think it's a great oh, thing yeah 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 
and it will stir your creative juices as well won't it yeah yeah, yeah. i just yeah. think it's i think it's lovely even if you just bake a cake for your neighbor mm. you know just go and knock on somebody's door well i love it don't you if somebody yeah. gives you a pot of jam or something like oh, that oh yeah you know, to know that someone's it means thought about you yeah it's funny what you say about walking because I, I recently walked um just a week's worth of the portuguese camino oh fantastic um, did you really i'm not a walker sort of per se i think yeah. i've done the odd day in the lakes but i've never walked on a walking holiday before wow but i'm 58 and i was one of the youngest that we wow. saw all week I right and it is a wow factor because yes, I'm sure. there were people of all shapes and sizes from all over the world fantastic them come to walk for six weeks and they were all older than me yeah yeah, yeah. my last question yeah if you were to meet the teenage caroline now what would she say to you what would she think she was proud of and what might she say oh that didn't turn out quite how i was expecting um the teenage caroline wasn't particularly happy with herself um she didn't have any confidence um she had a dream and she knew that she'd fulfill her dream mm -hmm. um so what it, she would say to me now fantastic i'd punch the air you did it you, you you did it it took a long time but you actually fulfilled that dream mm -hmm. as an older person what would i say to the teenage girl um just take it all in your stride it's all good the bad is good the bad makes the good mm. good you know if you mm. don't have the bad experiences you'll never appreciate the good experiences yeah um so just embrace it all and be kind to people i think that's a big thing mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And is there anything that she would think, oh, we should have done that differently? I don't really think you should ever look back, Marsha. I don't right. think you should ever mm -hmm. say, I've made lots of mistakes in my life, but if I dwelt on my mistakes, I'd never mm -hmm. move forward. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just don't think you can look back. And if you do look back, just think, well, that was an experience. Mm -hmm. yes. And I accept it and yeah. might not have done it the correct way. I'd do it differently now um but learn from it and just go forward and, mm -hmm. and don't beat yeah. yourself up we beat ourselves up all the time don't yes. we for all yeah. sorts of reasons yeah but just yeah. accept it and enjoy That's it right, yeah yeah just look forward yeah yeah now yes. going back to boomerville yeah you've got a mascot haven't you uh bertie is actually um a marketing tool he right. came about because i wanted a sublime way to market my book the best boomerville hotel so i thought what do you go when you go to a posh hotel what's very often on the bed it's a teddy bear with the logo of the hotel on mm -hmm. and because you sleep with the bear or you fall in love with the bear for you, during your stay you very often buy him and take him home so i thought if i've got a, a little bear that markets the best boomerville hotel let's see how we get on with it so bertie comes everywhere with me he's got his own instagram account and i take oh him wow the world. <laughs> and he is um he's just a great little fellow i've actually fallen in love with him marsha it's, it's i should I say as well because this is a we're on video as well but because this is a, also a podcast yeah caroline has got this gorgeous cute little bear with a white t-shirt on that says <laughs> best boomerville hotel on it and he is very lovely. You will want one when you see it. <laughs> he is a little sweetie. He is, and he comes in his own travelling bag. He's got his little um, yeah. 
fact that oh, he, he took him away in yeah, and yeah. pack him up when he goes off on his travels. Uh, so yeah, that's Bertie, Boomerville Bertie. Yeah, oh, lovely. And did you say that one of our listeners might be able to get hold of one of those? Oh, very much so, gift? yeah. We're going to run a little competition. So the competition winner will receive a Boomerville Bertie in his own travelling bag and we'll also get a signed copy of the Best Boomerville Hotel. Awesome. And this will all be beautifully gift-wrapped and mm-hmm. sent, sent to them. Oh, excellent. So <laughs> I will put details of how you can enter the competition. But basically, we're not going to ask you to do anything too onerous. No, it could be very easy. Yeah. And it will involve social media. Yeah. I will put the links and the instructions on how to enter in the show notes and i will also explain after this interview when we've sorted the details out perfect absolutely great yeah yeah all over the world um yeah everybody always wants a bertie to join the family so good luck everybody with that one so lovely oh everybody (laughs) will want to win this right it's been absolutely lovely talking to you and it's so inspirational to hear that it's only sort of the last seven years that you've concentrated on a writing career mm-hmm. and bit by bit with perseverance it has happened it didn't happen overnight no you have certainly changed your life from where you were not yeah. really the bad life but you are now where you always wanted to be yeah. and, and who knows what will happen next you know um what will I be doing at 73, 83? Who knows? It's, it's, it's all exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. that saying, uh, I, I don't want people to be saying, oh, what a sweet old lady. I oh, want no. them to be saying, <laughs> oh, what's she up to now? <laughs> God, what's she up to now, my kids say. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you, Caroline. And we'll get this competition going. And somebody will be the proud owner of a lovely Bertie Bear in time for Christmas. They certainly will. Bertie's <laughs> waving to everyone. Say bye-bye to Bertie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here's this week's quiz question. What number could you count up to? before your lips had to touch together. Mmm, tricky, eh? The answer to last week's quiz question was, of course, MS Braemar, which is a ship operated by Fred Olsen Cruise Lines. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, who wants to win a Boomerville Bertie Bear? As Caroline mentioned, this cute little bear comes gift-wrapped, all ready for Christmas, together with his own travelling bag and a personally signed copy of the Best Boomerville Hotel, which, as you know, is by Caroline James. So to be in with a chance to win, just follow and like our pages on social media. So that's Marsha at Gurgulate on Facebook and DreamLife50 Plus on Instagram. The links are in the show notes. And tell us why you would like to win a Bertie Bear. Good luck, and the competition closes on the 16th of November.
Before we go, I just wanted to apologise for any sound interference during our interview. I have no idea what it was. It sounds like we're both jingling our jewellery or something, but we weren't. I've checked the video and there was nothing in the way of the mics, so I don't know what it was. Anyway, I hope it didn't spoil your enjoyment. Enter the competition, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available on several platforms. So please keep listening. There are links below in the show notes, and you can also follow me on Facebook. The page name is Marsha at Google It, which is M-A-R-C-H-I-A at A-T, Google It, G-U-R-G-L-E-I-T. Or you can have a look at the website, gurgleit.com. There are links below to the website and to the workshops and the journal. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at or leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time.